0: Welcome to this Colorado Legal Education Audiocast. Thank you for listening. Good morning. This is Alexandra Smiths. I'm a, a family law attorney with the law firm Harrington Brewster and Klein here in Denver. I've been practicing family law for approximately eight years and an attorney for thirteen years.
1: And I'm Danae Woody. I'm also a family law attorney here in Denver, and I have been practicing family law for five years. Today, Allie and I are going to talk a little bit about grandparent rights in domestic relations cases, specifically for practitioners to help their grandparent clients have and obtain some rights to their grandchildren in domestic relations cases. One of the potential routes to grandparent visitation or, grandparent rights is actually called grandparent visitation, and that is under the statute CRS 191117. Now, grandparent visitation under Title 19 is a method wherein grandparents can petition the court for some visitation rights to their grandchildren. This can be done whenever there is a pending action regarding those children. Pending actions are defined under the statute as a dissolution of marriage, legal separation, invalidity of marriage, paternity cases, and others. Um, it's also possible for grandparents to obtain grandparent visitation whenever there has been a death of the child's legal parent. Another route to grandparent rights is under Title 14, and that's when a grandparent or set of grandparents can actually petition the court for allocation of parental responsibilities under CRS 1410-123. It's important for practitioners to be aware though of the burdens of proof that they're going to face when petitioning the court under either of these statutes as well as the standards that the court is going to apply. So Allie and I are going to talk a little bit more in depth about those. We're also going to discuss some of the potential pitfalls and things that practitioners need to be aware
0: of when practicing in this area. So, Danae. When a grandparent or set of grandparents comes into your office um, and indicates that they are having an issue for one reason or or another accessing their grandchildren or spending time with your grandchildren, what are some of the first uh, questions you ask and how do you assess whether or not there is a potential case for these grandparents to seek time with their grandparents either under Title 19 or Title 14? So initially, I want to assess
1: the relationship that these grandparents have with their children as well as with their grandchildren because those two things are going to have an impact on the likelihood of success in their case. Um, Another area that I want to talk with my potential grandparent clients about is the relationship between the children and those children's natural parents. Allie's going to talk a little bit more about standing and about the presumptions that the court will award to a fit parent or afford to a fit parent, but initially when I'm talking to clients the first time in my office, I like to find out if there's a pending case. I I also need to know whether the children have lived in the grandparents' home for any given period of time, and if so, what the time period was and if and when that time period terminated. Allie, can you talk a little bit more about the routes to standing under APR?
0: Sure. So to define that a little bit more, if um, there is not a pending case, so for example, a parent um, of one of the grandchildren is not going through a divorce or um, a separate custody hearing or invalidity of marriage, Um, hearing or case, the other route for grandparents to seek standing to obtain time with their grandparents is the same way that um, a non-parent may be able to obtain time with the child and the first question that needs to be addressed is the physical care of the child by the grandparents. So for example, if a grandparent has been caring for the child in their own home, if they have been living with the parents in, um, if the grandparent has been living with the parents and providing consistent care to the child, then they need to determine, or the court will ultimately look at, what is the quality and level of care that has happened between, or that has occurred between, the grandparent and the grandchild. So the primary elements that the court will look for for a grandparent to establish standing is the nature of the physical care, the duration of the care, and the frequency of the contact. So, for example, um, really looking at the quality of that contact, is there a strong bond that has been there such that the grandparent um, and the child have a sufficient relationship that would allow the court to then determine that a grandparent um, visitation or some sort of time with a grandparent is in the child's best interest. Um, I, I think, Danae, it's helpful to think about some other um, issues or areas where grandparents might be able to seek time with the children. So, time,
1: sorry. Cut Adrian. Cut Adrian. <laughs> So, Allie, in a best interest analysis, does the court place the grandparents on the same legal footing as the child's
0: parents? The court does not. Under Troxell v. Granville, a Supreme Court case, the Supreme Court found that parents have a fundamental interest in the care of their children. So ultimately what this means is, the court will give special weight to a fit parent's determination regarding the best interest of their children. In other words, the court will defer initially to a parent's decision as to what is in their child's best interest regarding time with their grandparents. And the grandparents then have a higher burden. They are required to rebut this parental determination with a clear and convincing evidentiary standard um, and show that the parents are not acting in the child's best interest or the children's best interest by attempting to limit um, time with the grandparents. So this is a high standard and grandparent visitation against the objections of fit parents is a really difficult Um, road for grandparents to travel, because ultimately what the Supreme Court has told us is that they will defer to a fit parent's determination regarding parenting time of their own children. It doesn't mean that grandparent visitation is not going to happen. However, I do believe that it is very important for attorneys to explain to their grandparent clients that seeking time with their grandchildren over the objection of a parent is is a difficult road, and they have a very high burden of proof. That's not to say that it will not happen, but certainly um, I think it's something to be very cognizant of when explaining to your clients and assessing your own case regarding grandparent visitation. Danae, are are there other issues you think are helpful for grandparent clients to consider or other options in seeking time um, with their children that grandparents can pursue?
1: I do. So some of the, the issues that I'd like to make everybody aware of are, um, first, the importance of really considering whether to involve certain experts in cases like this. Um, The experts I'm referring to specifically are child and family investigators or parental responsibilities evaluators. And the reason that they might be very important to your case is because of that clear and convincing standard. If you are going to try to make a case that the grandparents' rights should somehow trump the wishes and the desires of natural parents, it's best to have an expert on your side to help report that to the court. Another issue to be cognizant of, it's very important to educate your judicial officers in these cases. The reason for that, more so in these cases than a traditional domestic relations matter, is that appeals are not an effective remedy for failure to educate your judge. The appellate process can take 18 months to two and a half years generally, and by the time an appeal finds its way back to a district court level, even if successful, generally the best interest standard and the factors that will determine best interest at that time will have changed and not likely in your client's favor. Allie, what other considerations do you think practitioners should be aware of?
0: Well, I do believe that in addition to the areas that we've talked about to allow grandparents to um, seek time with their grandchildren, certainly in the case of a pending divorce or other pending family law matter, or if there has been that continued care, um, a grandparent absolutely has the right to seek parenting time or grandparent time with their grandchild if there has been a death of either, either parent. Um, That is an automatic ability for a grandparent to obtain standing. Um, One other, I think, factor that is important for the clients or parties to understand is that um, if a child is legally adopted um, so that they are no longer legally connected to the grandparents via their biological children, that then terminates their right to seek grandparent visitation. Um, So I'm hopeful that this podcast today has provided some good insight and information regarding grandparents' rights in the context of family law cases here in Colorado. Uh, Certainly contact us, and our information should be in the notes of the podcast, and we would be happy to answer further questions. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. For more information on this topic and many others, visit cle.cobar.org. CLE